Welcome to Kennel Talk, a no facts, all feelings wrestling podcast. We're three women new to the world of professional wrestling and what we can't figure out from context, we're making up as we go. We have friends who are better at learning, they're not on this podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Anne. And I'm Leah. And we're going to be talking about the week in wrestling over at AEW All Elite Wrestling. We'll be touching on what's going on with the Elite themselves, uh, some of the reality show content soon to come uh, on TNT, uh, and all the crowds and promos you can handle. So let's start by talking about the Elite. What happened this week? It was a big week for the Elite. We've got a lot of storylines coming back around to roost, I think. Um, Hangman is now our Elite at the top of the emotional spectrum. (laughs) The emotional Elite. I like that very much, yes. I think he might be the most emotionally healthy member right now, which is He's doing great. He's got best friends. He's happy. He's embraced by his community. He bought a lawnmower lately. Huge. Um, Huge. Huge. It was literally a huge lawnmower, so. (laughs) (laughs) A lawnmower he could fit all his friends on, and I think we've seen the rest of the elite on an emotional downward spiral of isolation and loneliness. Very relatable, frankly. (laughs) (laughs) On being the elite this week, uh, we had Matt Jackson wistfully watching Hangman have a great time with uh, the Dark Order there, so... Uh I don't want to sound like I don't support all my children and go to all of their school plays, but <laughs> I did only watch part of being the elite this week. So maybe someone can fill me in on what happened. <laughs> well, as you know, I scrubbed through everything that the Good Brothers are in, which has made uh, engaging with uh, Matt very difficult. But I did see that he uh, talked to Matt Hardy and Matt Hardy uh, confessed that he was the one who took the phone out of the pumpkin and texted Matt back to say that he that he Hangman didn't want to be friends. Oh, so that's he, a long game. That's yeah. a lot of months ago. I'm, I'm kind of impressed that they're pulling this out. I'm impressed because I thought that they had dropped it, and I was pretty yeah. mad at nerd yeah. Brandon Cutler. If I'm on, <laughs> I'm on it. Who I who I blame for all the things I don't like on the daily. <laughs> I believe at one point on the show, Kenny Omega said, yeah, go with Brandon Cutler and be their cameraman or whatever in a very (laughs) scornful way, which I did find pretty entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. So Matt um, now knows that it, that it wasn't Hangman who uh, rejected him that night. And so I think we're supposed to get that he was going to, he was going to find Hangman to say, I know you didn't turn me down, but then instead he saw Hangman laughing and dancing and cornholing with his friends. Hangman wanted to be friends the whole time, but Matt actually was the one who rejected him, and now Hangman's found new friends. So right. it's a very relatable experience, I think, for all of us. Yeah, I've been there. Uh, well, that is very rough. I love to watch Matt Jackson be sad. I did I did watch the clip of him just being sad. That was kind of enough for me at the time. Uh, <laughs> and very emotive. Um, yeah, and then Matt and Nick are also getting it from another... <laughs> from another uh former friend this week uh you know i said what i said and it was really hard to kind of come back from it (laughs) once i had said the phrase yes they were getting it from a friend this week i don't know what to tell you i think it's pretty normal everyone's gonna agree it's a normal thing to say so they were getting it from kenny omega this week uh uh who is apparently mad that he gave a very emotional and romantic speech, as you pointed out, Anne, uh, where he said that the Young Bucks 
have never chosen him. He has chosen them by coming to AEW and perhaps time and time again, but they have never chosen him, which I did feel a little like footage not found about. Like I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't entirely sure what that meant, but I did find I mean, it evocative. I think he was mad that when he and the Good Brothers were beating up uh, Mox or whoever, that the Young Bucks ran out to stop them. Like he seemed to find that a betrayal that he, they're not like allied in being huge dicks anymore, I guess. But, I know, uh, and it's like, Kenny, your friends don't have to become bullies just because you became a bully. <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge betrayal when your friends don't join you in, in bullydom. I know it was a very raw speech, actually. It was the kind of thing that you would see like at the end of a rom-com, I feel like. Uh, so <laughs> I enjoyed that direction for the show, really. Yeah, and I think like if you if you accept BTE as part of the canon, I think like the Young Bucks have often styled themselves as the main characters of BTE. Mm. And so Kenny and Hangman and Cody for a long time orbited them. And yeah. so I think that was part of it too, that like Kenny's like, I've always shown up for your stupid show and I've always, you know, followed you guys where you've gone and joined your factions and you just, you've never done the same for me, which kind of is true that like the Young Bucks don't really like it when they're not the center of attention. <laughs> Mm. so Leah just that's insightful just as a little production note uh next time you want to be on the show in your special role as elite um specialist your elite scholar uh just give me a little heads up and I'll introduce you ahead of time I will say we have Leah our our being the elite scholar present for a special panel Um. segment I think that you're being a little uh, rude about the time that I have spent watching I'm uh, legitimately celebrating you. I don't think there's anything rude about it. The, what was it, month and a half that I spent watching BTE in a few state (laughs) with the lights off. Four years worth of canon. With the lights off is quite a little detail. And I didn't realize that the whole time you were watching it was with the lights off. Blackout curtains, just really, (laughs) fully in a cape. We need a retrospective intervention here. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I think it's paying off because now I can just share the random things that I remember from my fugue state. I think it was it was scholarly material. I was, Thank you so much. and it and it is true that even not as a BTE scholar, Matt and Nick definitely do see themselves as the main characters in their you know personas or whatever. Uh, and uh, yeah, Matt Jackson. I mean, he knows he looks good, so. (laughs) (laughs) And they have been drifting for quite a while. Like, I feel like Kenny and the Young Bucks, like, I I mean, have they been doing stuff together? I feel like they haven't. So it is, like, good to have, like, a little, I don't know, climax to that little drifty, drifty drift they had going on. Well, it's kind of funny because back when uh, they won the belts and Kenny won the belt, which was during the fall ppv it all all out maybe is that right i think that's probably right uh i literally never remember whether all in was the first one or all out was the first like literally every time i never i I don't think i've ever remembered it successfully once i did almost say in and out which would have been a whole different thing so um i i i did think at the time that they were all gonna turn heel yeah. And Kenny mm-hmm. obviously did, and Matt and Nick, it has been a little more complicated. Yeah. Um, yeah. I and don't. Hangman joined the Dark Order, which used to be heels, but instead they've all become faceless together. So. 
But she just you know? going to show that you can do anything with your friends. That's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that friendship kind of makes you. It's maybe the magic. Power of friendship. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Didn't like that? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. But Kenny was, I will say, yet again, being a very enjoyable heel this week. Uh, we mm-hmm. saw we, we saw a little picture of uh, his um like snakeskin pointy shoes that he was wearing on impact <laughs> did not watch impact but love to see the shoes uh his intro is longer than ever uh i thought that his match with well immediately forgot matt, matt. Seidel. Seidel. with yeah. matt Seidel. the fact that their names are matt and mike is frankly infuriating to me i don't know if those are their shoot names or what but like if two parents name their kids matt and mike you might as well just name them pete and pete at that point you know like just <laughs> It's a very twinsy move. Like it's like all the twins that I knew growing up. It was like Brittany and Brianna, Karen and Colleen. Like it is, are they twins? It's like you're just setting yourself up to not remember your own children's names, you know? Like, (laughs) Well, some people like to play on hard mode, I guess. (laughs) I just like to picture like Matt and Mike Seidel, like their parents had to like paint their toenails different colors so they could tell them apart. Yeah, but I thought it was a pretty good match. it was fun. Sometimes I just like forget that Kenny can wrestle actually. And then I see him <laughs> wrestling and I'm like, he is good. Yeah, I agree. I mean, especially cause I think we've been seeing a lot of like main event events that were very flippy and then like, or, or had like some kind of special, like the barbed wire match. Like there was just things to, it. this was just two men wailing at each other. Like there was, <laughs> there was a lot of like sounds of like slapping and punching. Like it was, it was very evocative. <laughs> okay. I would, I would, go as far to say it was a meaty match <laughs> oh you oh, would no. you would go that far i would go that far <laughs> okay. i'm prepared and i'll defend it it was a meaty match okay maybe we'll get that in as a as an award in later episodes leah <laughs> meatiest <laughs> match of the week <laughs> oh, God. somebody make a note that's a disgusting thing to say multiple times that I have a feeling we'll be unable to stop ourselves. No, it's, oh, it's absolutely coming back. When the, when the sounds of slaps ring out again, oh god, there shall be the meatiest match. Uh, yeah. Don, like, and Don Callis on commentary was uh, super enjoyable during that yeah, match, too, just because it. the the basically just raw slap fight be happening between the commentators was pretty fantastic. Yeah, I think that, you know, when they, uh, when they, Don Callis has been especially good because it's like, as I've said before, he's not from AEW. They really wail on him. They're so mean to him and he doesn't give a shit, which is great. (laughs) Uh, he like, he's just like barely even bothering to insult them. He's like, I only care about my beautiful boy, Kenny. (laughs) 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 Which the relationship between Kenny and Don Callis, I almost would kind of like to see fleshed out in a few more little, uh, uh, skits. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. not, not kind of not sure how they're spending their time. But. Well, it's sort of interesting because it's like obviously a very intense relationship, and it's like doing a lot to Kenny or whatever. Like it's impacting his personality, but uh, also he's like really mad at the Young Bucks for not supporting him emotionally. And it's like, are you not getting enough out of this relationship? I know. With Don Callis? Well, I think yeah, he's really just a tool to Don. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's rough. That's a rough place to be. <laughs> rough place to be. <laughs> and, and that, I say, is a rough place to be. I, I really think pro wrestling is underrated as a place where male intimacy is really explored on television. <laughs> yeah. I, I hadn't realized it before I was a fan, but now, I mean, boy. I know, and it's, it's, it's an onion. It's got layers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
but I I will say Kenny this week at the end of that match just hugging the belt and writhing around <laughs> in the ring so I mean just his face just a little hammy rictus of oh, happiness uh just really beautiful work beautiful yeah. prop work <laughs> beautiful prop work Kenny. it's all he has in the world you know I know well he's lost everything else <laughs> yeah I think best prop work is probably also an award that we're gonna have to be given out you're right we do have to do best prop work <laughs> It's funny because it's like Kenny is so weird. I say lovingly. I really like watching him and it's, you know, it's not a meanness that I guess people online like to be mean to Kenny. That's not me, guys. But uh, (laughs) it is kind of weird for me to like imagine him, like what it is going to be like for Kenny to like come back from being a heel, which I assume eventually he will. Because I'm just like, what do you, like what is happiness for you? What I feel like like he's going to have to like, fall into the arms of Matt and Nick Jackson kind of is all I can really envision in terms of a coming back. I know. Like, it feels like on a TV show, it would turn out that he had like a, like brain parasite that was causing him to act this way. (laughs) I do think he needs to like learn some kind of lesson about like what you value and valuing friendship over belts, you know, and dark house. (laughs) And that's and don't we all need to learn that lesson at one point in our lives? <laughs> Friendship over belts. Yep, pretty much. Uh, okay. Meanwhile, elsewhere in the company is Cody. Cody's all elite, right? No, no, not anymore. No. He no, no. There was so he I was. Don't know what it means. <laughs> is there? An, I don't either. Is, is there like an official <laughs> roster? Of yeah. elite? like well, is so, it a scoreboard? Yeah. So originally, uh, the elite was Kenny Hangman, uh, the Bucks. Uh, and Marty Scarelli. Nope, that's the that's the uh, <laughs> Pharma the Pharma Pharma Marty. The, I will the say bad guy, JD. Canceled. Yes, canceled, canceled. Marty, yeah, oh. it's scroll or something. Scroll. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. Anyway, also canceled along with the Farmer Bro. I will say also that JD Drake, who's wrestled on um, what's it called, Elevation and Dark. I keep wanting to call him JD Vance, who is the hillbilly Elgin oh. guy, and it's like real bad. <laughs> And JD Vance, I believe, is kind of a heel, so we've <laughs> yeah, got a little connection I'd, there. Simpatico. I'd say he's a heel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, who could help it? So anyway, sorry, Leah. Go ahead. No, it's okay. So when he, when they left, when he, they started uh, AEW, Cody just kind of started his own faction. They never like really officially like said anything to them. There was like there was no real plot line until at one point he like said to Matt and he was like, "Do you even care that I left?" Uh, the elite and Matt like looked at him and was like, "No, <laughs> no, oh, wow. which is why really? it's, it's so funny to me that like the young bucks got mad at uh at Kenny for getting an old man manager. He got they got mad at like Hangman for like uh n- not really f- seeming like he was part of the group anymore. Didn't notice when Cody got his own friends <laughs> and hired his own creepy old man manager. Like, just did, did not give a shit. So, no. I feel like you're making a strong case for the Young Bucks being, like, pretty bad friends yeah. Yeah, as you're saying this. That being said, don't you kind of, isn't Cody's energy kind of, it's like, that's your friend that you don't really notice that you stopped hanging out with as much, but it's because they're, like, your most normal adult friend. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, when you kind of check back in, you're like, yeah, they're just doing, like, the most adult stuff. They're going to these little wine tastings on the weekend. <laughs> And of course they don't want to hang out with my dumb ass like it all yeah. adds up yeah i think that's right i think that's ultimately matt is like very aware that cody does not need them yeah, no, no. 
Cody, yeah. Cody has the, his he little has his empire. Yeah. yeah. Well, in that promo for the reality show, which I know we we're just starting to talk about, but I don't think intro, but whatever. Anyway, uh, Brandy at that one point is like, we're having a kid now, but Cody's a big kid. And I was like, is he? I've <laughs> like, never, never once thought that about Cody. Never <laughs> once. Like Cody and his like slacks and like yeah. the he, whole vibe. He looks so, he always looks like he has a little wrinkle on his forehead. Yeah. Like he's just... <laughs> The weight of the world on poor little Cody Rhodes's, I mean, not poor, poor little Cody Rhodes's shoulders. <laughs> Six four Cody Rhodes. Whatever. I know. Rhodes to the top, I am quite interested in what it is going to be like. One, I don't know that I think Cody Rhodes needs to have three TNT properties, but. It's- it craze because it's like he's clearly making a play to be like John Cena or The Rock or whatever, but it's like Cody. I really <laughs> no, it's like yeah, like no, he no, can't no, you're, though, right? You're right. <laughs> like, you know, you're you're totally right that that's what's going on. I'm merely expressing. I'm like it is yeah. crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Cody. He's like God love him, but he's not gonna like make a transition into I don't know full time mega starship like for non wrestling fans. I don't see it for him. No, not at all. Especially not with the tattoo on his neck. So I'm sorry no, to say it's he's so bad. I can't. It's awful. It's discrimination, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> it's upsetting though. Every time you see it, like. I think I don't really notice it. I don't know why he looks like he wouldn't have it. So I kind of don't see it. I know, but then like it's sticking out of like he's wearing like a button-down collared shirt and it's like sticking out above oh, his Cody. neck. It's just like Cody. Cody Maybe he is a big kid. I do think Brandy will be great on a reality show though, because yeah. like I really enjoy her on her YouTube show. I um, really miss Shot of Brandy. Uh, Brandy. We haven't had. She was just she did one with some like chef or something a couple months ago that I was like, yeah. I don't care. This isn't one of my idiot wrestlers doing a borderline <laughs> shoot interview, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> Um, but I just want her to like get these little nerds drunk and like to accidentally say some stuff that they I didn't know. mean to say. Except that not enough of them. I mean, of course, I respect the ones that don't drink, but it's a lot of them. It's weirdly a lot of them are straight edge. They're yeah, a bunch of little straight edge. And good for them. Nerds. Good for them. Good the for Undertaker choices. The Undertaker does not approve. The Undertaker. Yeah, we we the new Undertakers also are like. Ooh. I just feel like if Jungle Boy had gotten a little tipsy, he would have said some more interesting things. And you know, good for him for not. But I know, good for him for his sake, but bad for him for my for, sake. Exactly. Yeah. Give and the I'm, people what they want. Give the people what they want. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm. I of course will be watching an episode of two. Of two. An episode of two. <laughs> uh, of course, I will. Blah 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 blah. Uh, of roads to the top. I. I don't know what. I just don't know what I think is going to be going on. I. There are so many other people at AEW that I would prefer to see do yeah. reality TV shows. Uh, like we it's already like, see a lot of those too. Like, yeah, I know. I'd love like a like a Jurassic Express. Um, oh my god! Show. <laughs> I assume oh they all god. live together. You know, of course. <laughs> like in, in a, in well, a tri- triplex. It's not a no for me on like fake reality TV skits where it's just like <laughs> pretend you pretend to me that they all live in their. You know, honestly, I would love that if they like just were like, okay, for the season of the show, we're gonna <laughs> pretend that you guys all live in Jacksonville <laughs> in like a three level house where you like each have one floor. And and, or like a maybe just like a full house situation in general. Where oh my kind god, of like just, that would be so fun! It would be yeah, that would be amazing. Tony Khan, buy your wrestlers a house, yeah, to film full <laughs> house in. It'd probably be cheaper than the other the songs he's buying them. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Did you see? Uh, well, I, I don't want to get into 
Okay, well, we maybe won't get it. We're not going to spoil get it. We what won't I spoil was it. alluding to. But, we, yeah, uh, we won't spoil good. it. We won't spoil it. But I will say that I love that Tony Khan likes to point out, like, it's like when he spends money, he does <laughs> like to point it out on Twitter that he's like, what I just did was expensive, but I was happy to do it for my guys and gals. For my, well, for my people, only the best. Only the best songs, only the best everything. We had a tweet with just like an unhinged energy when someone was mad that he didn't get Jane for OC and he was is like um what was i supposed to do they weren't answering my emails it was a very i took a very big swing and it was very expensive it was very expensive you'll just have to come to the show and see if it's worth it <laughs> drive to jacksonville okay, but there was something about right. that like the drive to jacksonville that was very echoing of um what's his face who was the original um dm me your address so i can explain to you my oh, yes. passion yeah. it was it's drive crow right Crowe. russell crow yeah. he was very like drive to jacksonville and we'll talk about it i'll talk <laughs> to you about it as long as it takes Tony, it was a very please funny... don't invite anyone to drive anywhere to talk to you about your passions you're so little you're just a little weedy nerd i know him trying to get like an aggro energy is just like so adorable it's yeah. just like oh tony <laughs> i think all the time about how he just went to normal like illinois champaign urbana illinois yeah. university not the name of the school can't think of it <laughs> university, university of illinois at champaign urbana yeah. Uh, and I think all the time about how one time we were like, what was he up to? Like, he's probably buying a Nespresso machine for the floor. <laughs> he's probably buying like all sorts of things. He's like, I got us all a little trip to the paintball <laughs> studio. Oh, God. He loves to take his floor to paintball. I know, I know. Yeah. Just like not exactly buying front. Like, it's just so norm core. He like, just that wants university to and... spend. He wants to spend on them, but he doesn't expect yeah. anything in return, really. He doesn't. No, no. just. Just to answer his text once in a while. Just, answer, <laughs> just not to block his texts, really. It's like, if you don't answer them, fine, but let him send them. Right. <laughs> At least, you know, every five texts, reply to one. It's like, okay, you know. Tony. That's the win. Sometimes in my brain voice for him, I keep giving him um, the... The lady from the Totino's ad with Kristen Stewart. Which, my hungry, hungry voice. <laughs> I've got to feed my hungry guys. <laughs> Oh my god, Tony Khan in the kitchen. But it's like, actually that SNL skit would just be, it's like someone is trying to seduce him in the kitchen, and he's like, no, I've got to make Tatinas for my hungry guy. doesn't care. All I care about is my hungry, hungry guy. I like that it's in hungry, hungry hippos territory now, but... We've gone oh, a lot man. of places. We've gone a lot of places. Okay, uh, so this week on Dynamite was kind of a... I thought it, the, the show moved really well. Like, I'm not saying that it was a bad show, but we had a lot of promo stuff going on, not a lot of, like, big, big matches. Yeah, I think it was, it was a setup. It was a setup week. It was a week. Post, post-pay-per-view lull kind of week, I feel yeah. like. Uh, but the promos were good, so we got a little promo from dr Britt baker dmd that i loved as per usual i love everything she does she's my she's my girl she's my favorite heel you know every time they announce dr Britt baker dmd i just <laughs> laugh hysterically like it never gets old to me yeah <laughs> a wrestler name just fantastic and the crowd started chanting dmd yeah. which um was frankly amazing i know i think i did try to research this shockingly uh and i couldn't get any information but i think they must have upped how many tickets they're selling per show because the crowd noise was significantly 
louder and like yeah. more crowdy. Yeah. Like people were actually there were enough people to like start doing something and then pick it up from each other. There were like several very funny chants because they also started chanting um, Cody's friend and um, <laughs> oh, and, uh, his name. I don't even remember. Qu- QT. QT Marshall. Yeah. QT Marshall. Yeah, the chant of Cody's friend and DMD were both very funny to me. And then in general, like the booing and the cheering, it was definitely, I went back and watched to see if I could tell. And like, there's still like a lot of empty seats, but I think there were more people there. Oh, yeah. that's good. That's good research. I, I, I ended up on some like wrestling news sites that to be honest, I didn't want to be on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't have the answers I needed either. But yeah, mm. Brit, Brit got a really good crowd reaction. I think a really like funny crowd reaction because people love the lights out match so much yeah. that it's like she was giving a real like double down heel promo yeah. uh and at the end people were still it's like they knew they were supposed people to wanted do, to but cheer they were, the whole che- time. They were cheering yeah. they were cheering yeah. at the end and i was like that's really it was yeah. really fun it was a very like good job brit i know i'm i'm trying to get on board with hating you like i'm supposed to but yeah yeah, yeah. oh i also want to clarify for any of our listeners who don't watch wrestling that daily's place in jacksonville where they wrestle is open air so the crowds don't get concerned about the pandemic they're not super spreading it yeah, as far yeah. as I know. Right. Yeah, we, ho- we hope they're not. They do. I think they sell them in, I don't know if they're still doing this, but they were selling them in like pods, basically. So it's like, you have to buy, they're separating them. Whatever. I don't know. I hope it's okay. You're just okay. with your household outside. Whatever. I, I can't worry about it. <laughs> I, I started watching it during the pandemic and uh, I can't problematize anything for wrestling. I know. I had to like... escape to it. Well, that's mm-hmm. a, it's whenever we start talking about crowds and wrestling noises, I just get this like very the craziest feeling of like wrestling crowds love to see one one day <laughs> love, to, love to be part of one <laughs> i know seriously well it was kind Someday. of it was kind of funny because i have been saying this whole time that we've been watching i'm like wow i can't wait till pandemic is over and we can all go see wrestling like with our friends uh for the first time uh i did start to think while i was listening to them do their chants i was like i won't be doing any chants and I'll tell you that for free. You don't want a chance? I'm the exact opposite. You I'm guys a, may yeah. have to do the oh chance for me. I have a chant like a nerd. I have, I have one local, like, one local friend who used to be in wrestling, in, it used to be into wrestling a long time ago, and her dad, who is into wrestling, and they're both like, as soon as it comes back, we're going to go to a local show. And I was like, I need you to understand that I am going to be the kind of fan who wears the merch to the show, who has the big <laughs> foam finger. Like, I'm going oh. all in. I am like, and no, I, like, there won't be a bit of irony. I will be chanting. I will be clapping. Like, I don't uh-huh. give a shit. I'm well, going to make a fool of myself. I yeah. can't wait to be there with you, too, as long as you are not ashamed of me potentially not chanting <laughs> not no. chanting we're we just will... gonna glare okay. at you we're gonna turn while chanting just I'm staring sorry. at you and do you want to go to the show with me or not <laughs> i do want to go to the show okay with you. that's what i want to hear thank you so you'll put up with whatever i do i won't glare at you the whole time just she won't chanting. glare at me guys mm-hmm. it's on the record she won't glare at me <laughs> You can play this back to me <laughs> at the at show. The show. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Yeah, no, I'm really jealous. Like, it's been very weird not to be a fan at a time when you can go to shows because my brother's a fan and I I was talking to him about liking AEW and he was like, oh yeah, you know, I saw MJF like a couple years ago at a Seattle show and it was like, you did what? And he has like, pictures of himself with like Brian Cage, which is a very hilarious picture because my brother is a very normal sized man and Brian Cage is... Not a normal sized man. Can I say um, something about Brian Cage really quickly and just oh, jump please. in? All please I want to say is that this week I was watching Brian Cage on Dark. I did, as you guys know, actually, in my head, did something fully crazy where I just mixed 
Brian Cage up with SCU. I just like combined two men and was like, that's Brian Cage, I guess. But he's a different man. He's actually a different man. So that's a learning point. Uh, And I was just like, he's a different, fully different. And I was looking at him and he's so shiny and muscly Mm. and big. And I had the Mm -hmm. same thought that I used to get with Freddie Prince Jr. where I was like, he looks like he came out of the mold. Like it's like he, like, so if you look down his sides, you would see the little plastic (laughs) seam of like the perfect little muscle boy. (laughs) And that's all I I had to say. I also, he also reminds me of the guy on the Umbrella Academy who has the gorilla body. Oh, so <laughs> I think he's, he's a per- perfect mix of Luther and uh, Chris Evans' character from uh, Scott Pilgrim. With if you, you don't think I remember his... any characters <laughs> from Scott Pilgrim, you need to grow like, up. Uh, I just had a little Chris Evans was in Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> I know. If you Google, listen, uh, one of the, to anybody one of the Culkins was in Scott Pilgrim. Oh yeah. Yes. But if anybody, okay. <laughs> I didn't even Off have to topic. look that up. I just knew it. <laughs> okay, well, I like the Culkins, so it's on topic for me. And they like wrestling. It is on topic. They love wrestling. Wow. <laughs> All kinds of people. I learned this week that Topanga likes wrestling. Oh, so that's pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, don't mention the shirt guy. We'll get canceled. No, stop. Well, you can't get canceled for reporting on something. We're not saying we <laughs> like or don't like him. Come on. Let's move off this topic. <laughs> Speaking of little action figure seams down the bodies, are you guys going to buy <laughs> okay. the beautiful, non-terrifying, non-against-the-grace-of-God Orange Cassidy action figure? I don't see a space for an action figure in my, <laughs> in my life right now, but it is pretty, as, as you said, uh, yeah, really normal looking. Yeah, and that's the top <laughs> thing I'd say about it for sure, yeah. It definitely doesn't look like it was made to like scare demons away from a medieval church or anything. Like that. <laughs> I I'm really worried because like for the past year I've really been on a knife edge with like my impulse purchases that like sure. if if the right link shows up at the right moment on the right day I just buy things and I don't mean to buy them and I don't want to be buying them so I can't Absolutely. say for sure that that action Shop figure. AEW keeps emailing me links know, to that no. action figure like it's on sale. I know no, one of these days. They're going to catch me right at the right moment. And suddenly I'm going to have that cursed thing in my house. And if I it honestly yeah. looked even 10% better, it would already be in my house probably. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it would be kind of fun for, it's like, OC is a fun guy to like, just have on your desk kind of watching you do your stuff. You know? <laughs> That's true. Giving you a little thumbs up, a little yeah. bit of encouragement. Come on. I don't yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that Dustin actually, just uh, Chuck Taylor actually got one of his fans to make an emote of uh, of that action figure, and now he just oh, really? uses it in his Twitch stream, <laughs> and he just calls it like the Classic action ass figure motherfucker. I <laughs> yeah. believe I have heard him say, uh, "Yeah, uh, I like that he can't learn that they're called emotes because I find it relatable because I also can't learn that. Like he said everything. He's like emoji I, avatar. I'm like I agree. I don't we should understand." Be why there's a specific twitch word for it i don't it. know i'm like emote is a word like i emote emotions <laughs> sure right sure right. <laughs> you sound a little skeptical but <laughs> <laughs> no i agree with you it's a real word and i think it should be preserved for one and i'm too old to learn i don't like, have specific any specific more... platform vocabulary there's no more room in there oh. oh man okay so this week uh also on dynamite we had a little sketch with christian cage <laughs> A and little, I, I don't know what to call them. What am I supposed to call them when they're just like backstage doing talking? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. There's a better I, word. And there, they a are, promo, as so. you know, they, oh, I don't, feels like not a promo if they're not vamping, I guess, but. 
maybe it is a promo, but I can't yeah. call it that. I'll probably be calling them sketches yeah. only. Uh, I think it's fine with our prop work. Perfect. Well, you look, we're developing a lexicon. It's our business what we say. <laughs> exactly. Our, our huge fans that we have will... Uh, they're going to love know, our new love it. vocabulary that we're introducing weekly. Uh, so it was Christian Cage and Frankie Kazarian uh, doing a little kind of like I know, like kind of like some bicep comparison stuff, you know, a little <laughs> macho strutting together. I really enjoyed that one just because it was like clearly setting up that they're going to have a match. So it was like a way to like get some animosity between them, but it was just Kazarian being like passive aggressive. <laughs> I know. It was really entertaining. It's like, oh, hey, like, yeah. So what have you been up to? Nothing, nothing great, huh? <laughs> like, the animosity levels like were actually really low vibe wise. <laughs> like yeah. I was just like, just two old guys who were shooting the shit. <laughs> Christian Cage seeming like a little, a little like confused and hurt <laughs> no, that he's like, old friend is like coming at him a little like was that supposed to be mean i think i was trying to figure out at the end when they were like holding i just said holding hands shaking hands (laughs) that kind of lets you know where i'm at they're shaking hands and i was like i think maybe it's supposed to be that he's like squeezing a little hard or for a little long and i was like i can't really tell though he looks pretty friendly (laughs) just a handshake just the holding hands like in friendship in friendship <laughs> i am excited for christian cage to do some do some wrestling though like take his shirt off because he's pretty hot so i know i want to see what's guy, under there yeah show me the good give us a look <laughs> give, us a, give us a gander <laughs> most of the old guys they brought back have not been that hot so i like that tony khan's buying us some hot old wrestlers <laughs> i do i i all week have been thinking about whatever we said last week about Tony Khan, like getting, making an offer on a wrestler, uh, (laughs) making an offer on Thunder Rosa. It was Thunder Rosa. Yeah. (laughs) Now constantly in my head, I'm running like a Tony Khan, like matchmaker (laughs) rom-com where he's just fixing up wrestlers with other wrestlers, but that's my business. Um, Yeah. Also in the, I am sorry to the old guys. I really like you all, but I did kind of group you together when I was thinking about, you know, what was going on this week. Uh, Sting again, serving as Darby Allen's bodyguard, which I love. I think it's kind of inexplicable, but I like it. And I like that they're, no, go ahead, Leah. Sorry. The Dark Art Order charms me with almost everything they did. They actively got like a roar of laughter for me when uh, they were like, getting close to Darby Allen and Sting showed up with the bat and they all threw their hands in the air and backed <laughs> away and like they're like oh shit dad's here <laughs> hey Sting came out we with a bat, baseball bat oh yeah yeah it's I was very happy to see the Dark Order there you know supporting John Silver just a very supportive cult and uh yeah Sting and Darby Allen's connection is very uh inexplicable again it's intriguing (laughs) yeah i mean it's like you can see that they are spiritual like soulmates but it is sort of like what's the nature of this relationship like you guys are you're just buds you know it's a father son like yeah it's a real sexual bodyguard slash dad energy (laughs) there's kind of a crossover like what you're one of those classic sexual bodyguards (laughs) slash dad you know what I think if you think about it, you could find some other examples of what I'm talking about. I think if we put our heads together, we could come up with a few. But it's just that vibe of, like, he's standing outside the ring. Darby Allen is getting thrown around. Like, I... I, Like, perhaps a... Perhaps a 
A rag doll? Is that the word you're looking for? That's such an interesting way of putting it. I love the commentary team is not talking about anybody else in AEW ragdolling the way they talk about Darby Mm -hmm. Allen ragdolling. And it is inappropriate, but I do love it. Yeah. Um, But he is. Especially because some other people like Orange Cassidy ragdolls all the time, but I don't think they. He's a little bigger, though. And it's Darby Allen is so small, so he really like picks up air as he's flying places. Like you are kind of like, he could. Just take off. <laughs> you could throw him right out of here. Yeah. <laughs> throw him right out of the ring. Uh, yeah, but and then Sting is just pacing. So he's getting beat to hell uh, by beefy boy John Silver. And Sting is like, it's just so funny that he's like walking back and forth with his bat. Like, that's okay. But if things get over the line, <laughs> then I'll get involved. <laughs> it, the rules are very funny where it's like everything in the ring, kind of okay. But then the like assault by gangs from outside the ring, not okay, but you can stand there. But like, <laughs> no. yeah. Um, Confusing. It's an interesting world that they've crafted. Yeah. It's, it's Again, it's rich. It has layers. Like mm. the onion. <laughs> again, like the onion. Wow. Um, real fruitful metaphor. Real, yeah, well, you know, when you, when it's working, you just got to run with it. <laughs> uh, anyway, I am, so I stay as a bodyguard. Christian Cage is maybe going to be a sexy boy. Said it. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Paul White, I was really interested. I watched just a little clip of him on Renee Young's podcast that I don't remember the name. Oral Sessions. <sighs> nice. Uh, <laughs> and um, I was really interested. So he was basically talking about how he was like be basically being underutilized at WWE and he came to AEW. He's really excited about just like being involved again. He's really excited about doing commentary. He's excited about teaching all the very large wrestlers who are young about wrestling, hmm. which I really liked. Hmm. I liked that he was like big boy representation. Yeah. And he's like, they need to learn special big boy tricks from me. That's like a big boy. <laughs> That does make sense. I never thought about it, like that there need to be like mentors of different sizes. <laughs> but it is true that like the the smaller guys like tend to do the like similar ish things in the ring, yeah. and the big boys also have the things that they can do. And I assume and- you kind of have to know like what the like how not to hurt people with your enormous <laughs> big boy. <laughs> When you're, you know, the largest boy that's ever been in the ring, that you don't just stomp on Marco Stunt and kill him. Yeah. I'm just imagining a class, and Marco Stunt is just weedily at the front, and they're like, it would be so easy to kill him. Look at him. Look at how fragile he is. Toss him in the air. But you have to make sure to catch him. It's just Marco Stunt and Darby Allen, and they're just trading looks. I wish we didn't have to do this. <laughs> well, just like Brian Cage with his giant gorilla body, just like learning from Paul White. Uh, anyway, so I thought Paul that was White. Weird. Paul White is enormous, though. Like when you so see him big. next to anyone, it's just like, oh wow, that that's he a large huge. man. Huge. Yeah, I and mean, I feel like even. Well, I did we see him next to Shaq? Because one of my I, top I favorite things with Shaq was just seeing the other wrestlers in pictures with him, normal size wrestlers in pictures with Shaq because he's very large. He's very large, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think we saw one of Paul White with Shaq. I'm very interested in how yeah. how, how big they are compared to each other. He also has like real like big energy. Like it's like he, mm. he just is like, oh, that man could just talk a little too loud and boom my ear off. <laughs> yeah. He has a very deep voice. Like he sounds enormous too, which is real <laughs> funny. <laughs> but then I also, the thing that I couldn't, I wasn't quite sure. And again, I didn't listen to that much 
of this clip, but I think he said, uh, he was like, he vaguely was like, and maybe I'll be doing some wrestling. And I was like, will you Paul White? (laughs) (laughs) I get so nervous whenever any of the old guys like sting in the cinematic, I mean, it was cinematic so they could like hide some stuff, obviously, but it's just like, isn't your back going to like explode whenever you do anything? I get real concerned. (laughs) There's a bomb in there. (laughs) Yeah. It's called old age. It's right. Well, and who knows how many times they've been, you know, thrown into whatever thumbtacks. Any number of things. Any number of things. Well, I'm I'm excited to find out, and I'm excited for him to keep training those big boys. Yeah, uh, I'd, love, I'd love a little list of all like who qualifies the, as a big boy. Oh yeah, you know, I, we should get a couple of size categories and just who's doing yeah. the primary coaching. Um, right. Yeah. So speaking of big boys, I do want us to finally talk about what they probably wanted us to, they, AEW, Tony Khan, wanted us to be talking about, maybe, which is uh, MJF's new faction, The Pinnacle. The Pinnacle. Which I still hate as a name I hate it. I'm calling them guys with thighs. I think (laughs) they they just all have these big, bulky thighs that they are putting out on display unashamedly, and I love that for them. That's true. In their little wrestle panties. In their little wrestle panties. I know. Talk about branding. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So who is in the Pinnacle? Can someone name them? They look really similar. It's the same as the Brian Cage situation for me. They are. I feel like FDR and SCU, I get really mixed up because they're very generic to me. But um, yeah, so the pinnacle, let's see if I can name them. It feels like the seven dwarves. So there's MJF, obviously. Very distinctive. Know who he is. Enjoy him. Recognize um, him. Cool. <laughs> I love that for us. Uh, then there's FTR uh, and Tully, their manager. Um, and FTR, I like can barely tell apart, except one of them is bald and one of them isn't. And I know yes. there's a mnemonic there's device. There's a perfect... Listen, our friend Caroline taught us a mnemonic that I have internalized so well that I repeat it to myself whenever they're on screen. And it goes like this. Cash Wheeler has hair as soft as cash. Uh, as ca- cash. Cash Wheeler has hair as soft as cashmere. Dax Hardwood oh. has a bald head as shiny as hardwood. Oh, that is really good. I do think I've heard it before this time. I've heard I- it to the degree it's an intrusive thought. So every time they are on, I'm like, God damn it. Like, yeah. I know their yeah. names and which one is which. Because yeah. there's this little rhyme. Yeah. This sweet little rhyme. Well, I did think that you were just saying has hair as soft as cash. And I was like, haven't noticed that about cash myself. But... I don't know everything. I'm just one woman. So, so there's uh, them, and then there's the um, the blonde mohawk guy, Sean, Sean Spears. Sure. And <laughs> is there another one? I feel like there's another one who's out there with them, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's not. I can't Maybe keep track of it. It's kind of like when you're looking at like um uh like a a pen full of puppies, and they're moving around a lot, so you <laughs> yeah, can't like get a true. good visual on any one of them. It's true. And I feel like with the inner circle right off the bat, like I didn't know who they were at first, but they immediately started up with like some weird dynamics where like Sammy <laughs> was like suspicious and it like really yeah, made yeah, people stand yeah. out to me more. Whereas and like they came in all different sizes too. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, is great. I think a stable really should have a lot of different sizes. Different sizes. Yeah. yeah. I have a problem where when I see Cash 
by himself. I think it's Sean Spears. But mm. until I see actual Sean Spears, and then I'm aware. But I don't think that Cash Wheeler should allow be allowed to separate from Dax Hardwood. No, Hardwood. Otherwise, I, I, no. I can't. I don't know. Dax I don't know where he is. I like when that. I believe that it was FTR where one of them gave the other a sweet kiss on the side of his head this week while he said, oh. "I don't. I don't have any family. I only have this family." Yeah, that the was. That was yeah. 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 That was that very was... like, really? <laughs> like, are you guys emotionally connected? They did get to talk for the first time. Like, I don't know if I'd seen FDR talk before. So it was like, all right, well, you're doing some stuff. I wasn't charmed, but, you know, I guess my I... heart is open. I think my we've heart... only seen them like menace in like short yeah. promos. It was very yeah. interesting that MJF's first thing that he wanted to do was therapy as he had done he learned from Chris yeah. I hope that at some point we get like it's like I what this is my dream for what happens with uh the pinnacle is that MJF is like I'm a big boy now I started my faction I tricked my dad Chris Jericho and became a man and now I have my own faction <laughs> the pinnacle and all the other guys in the pinnacle are so happy to not be like alone like mean heels on their own anymore that they are having a really nice time they're going out to dinner they are sharing they are becoming a family mjf is furious they kind of of turn into the dark order behind his back exactly behind his back and then at some point they're doing like he's trying to lead them in a therapy session that they won't include him in because they are not not in a mean way but they're just so busy saying nice things to each other they They just want to hug they just want to hug they won't say anything to him chris jericho comes out to make fun of him mjf screams i learned it from watching you dad scene wow why aren't you in charge of booking aew i, would I watch don't know i send them so that. many emails <laughs> <laughs> you're just like on twitter being like they never returned my email <laughs> what am i supposed to do i'm taking a years. big swing <laughs> just have to figure out what that swing is just starting your own backyard wrestling promotion probably maybe it is that i buy all of the little um action figures and then i film oh. wrestling matches that i make yeah. myself and, and you I yell send, their promos. I yeah. yell their promos and I send them to Tony Khan. And I say, look what I can do. I think Tony would love that. <laughs> I genuinely, and I'm not patronizing you when I say this. I think Tony would like that. I think he I would like that. I think he could be a so huge true. fan. I don't, fan I don't know that I would get a job out of it, but <laughs> you never know. It's worth a shot, though. Know. I mean, big yeah. swing. Big, big swing. swing. I learned it from watching you, Tone. care about the pinnacle we'll see i guess they felt a little bland like i'm ready for them to like it'd be more interesting to me if they had if they're gonna do therapy there should be some like internal dynamics more than like just we're a family kinds of dynamics you know like yeah i'd love for things to get weird for sure (laughs) oh i I, is wardlow was the one i left off like oh yeah oh yeah right oh yeah i want better for wardlow i I hope wardlow is gonna break free soon I hope that he and Jake Hagar can run off together. I they, want that for them. They're just two, to. two big men. They can run Some off together. Boys. They can take classes with Paul White. Yeah. <laughs> Romantic classes. <laughs> like a like a couple's massage with Paul White kind of okay. thing. Okay. Well, I'd love to watch that sketch. <laughs> yeah, we'll see where it's going. I love MJF. I just feel like he's being being weighted down by some. That's my big problem. I have a hard time 
focusing on anything that FTR says because yeah. I just they're just not interesting to me. But I'm trying so hard because I like MJF so much. Yeah, yeah. and I want. I guess I kind of want to know. It's like has he he hasn't explained like why he chose these men just because they're just because they're, they're big boys. The plays yeah. of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So yeah, it's like how did he how did he recruit them? We didn't get a little video about that no. or anything. So. Where are the sketches? Right, where's the sketch the comedy actually i would love to watch it's full house but it's just the pinnacle living in there oh yeah that'd be good and they're really drinking. if you take any stable and like put them in a house and just film it like a big brother real world kind of situation yeah it's a yes from me it's a big yes big yes absolutely but yeah, even the pinnacle. I'd I'd love to watch them have fights over like who ate all the peanut butter and or drank all the the protein shakes. Right? <laughs> yeah. Who set the thermostat too high? You know. <laughs> <sighs> okay, and then uh, we did also have a little. Uh, I think it kind of impending excitement. I mean, it was a good match, but it set up some stuff. Ty Conti and Nyla Rose fought. Uh, somebody, can somebody Which... else explain the? Which, by the way, speaking of the supportive Dark Order, I enjoyed that the Dark Order came out with Ty Conti and did their little claw thing for her. I was like, yeah. very, you know, very amped about that because I do she, want, yeah. I want she her and to Negative join. One have been very, very cute together. Yes, yes. He's been coming out with her YouTube. on Dark, but I think, I think, I mean, who knows? It could be wrong, but I think this is the first time the whole group have, has come out for her. Um, I think that's right. I want her to join the Dark Order and I want her and Anna Jay to... Um, tag a lot more so I got really happy about that yeah I think there should be more ladies in the dark order in, yeah. in general yeah. So. yeah yeah they should keep that in mind as they continue their recruitment efforts exactly right. right um but you were saying so yeah they had a match it was fine I thought it was fine it wasn't you know anything super super special but it was also completely fine and then uh ty conti won <laughs> that was so like brutal <laughs> again it was fine it was fine it was fine it was perfectly fine it was fine <laughs> nothing wrong with it you know it can't all be Britt baker right not everybody is Britt yeah. baker i like both of those people but it was fine it was fine <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh ty conti won and then nyla started beating her up after the match had one, which, by the way, JR hilariously went, a sore loser! <laughs> like, like everybody in wrestling, JR. <laughs> JR, this happens literally every other match. Like nine times a night. Don't worry about it. So, uh, Sheeta came out with her kento stick and whacked uh, Nyla in the back with it, and Nyla went sprawling, and so... Uh, Shida was like crouched over uh, Ty Conti being like are you okay are you okay and then the bunny came out and started beating the shit out of uh, Shida and then the bunny just lost her shit it wasn't just that like she was like oh I'm gonna interfere in this match she had this she had a very Britt Baker look on her face it mm. felt like her head flipped around like that, like <laughs> exorcist she lost her shit and she was just wailing on anybody who was close enough and then Matt Hardy, who, as we know, I can't really stand, uh, <laughs> got a hold of a mic somehow and was like, the women's... Got hold of a mic somehow. Just like somehow. ran, grabbed it out of someone's hand, I assume. Yeah. Not allowed. Right. And then was like, the women's eliminator tournament was the bu- was bullshit because uh, the bunny wasn't in it and she should have <laughs> been in it. And so uh, I don't really under... I don't know what his threat was at the end of that, but like it, it really did seem very threatening and o- ominous. So... Matt Hardy just likes to put everybody down. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. 
Yeah. I do feel like I hadn't seen anything of the bunny until very recently. And now listen, she's everywhere. So yeah. Like... You should just see her come out sometimes like with butcher and blade. I don't know when three months ago, Who I also would enjoy seeing more of, I feel like their games yeah. are pretty specific and I think the blade is pretty hot. So I can't really picture which one that is it's the bald one without the facial the bald or one. without the dramatic facial hair. The yeah, one who yeah. doesn't wear the butcher apron. You, I'd, you'd love if that worked. You'd love <laughs> if that got through to me, wouldn't you? Well, it won't. Uh, I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're right. I'm sure he's he's uh, sexy. Well, talking about like t- tag teams that you really don't understand how they found each other. I never really did understand why they were with Eddie in the first place because I was like, yeah. what no. do Eddie, the butcher, and the blade talk about? Like, what do they discuss? I couldn't I tell know. you. Whereas with Ed- when when we're watching those Eddie mocks sketches promos behind <laughs> behind the scenes backstage uh yeah. i'm like oh i get it you guys are you guys are shooting the shit day in day out yeah right. yeah it, it's very clear that it's like oh yeah i can i can see the chemistry here i thought it was very funny too that in that promo which was great and like honestly a highlight of the episode even though yeah. it was just like so a two minute promo but um yeah moxley was like i don't like owing people but it's like eddie ran out and rescued him and now they're just best friends forever i guess it's like mm-hmm. interesting how these little alliances you know yeah stick or don't stick but i think they found some magic with that one i know it's like i have nothing really that interesting to say about it except that it's so funny to watch them just kind of like bicker and i really hope that they keep doing it for a while right i know keep it for a long while tony yeah like a full year at least man okay anything else that people were desperate to get off their chests just favorite moments i think one of my favorites from um i think it was elevation there uh ryan nemeth um had perhaps overdone it on the tanner (laughs) i know that all wrestlers probably look insane if you see them in real life but like on tv it's like whatever the fake tan but he was quite a shade and then um jd not vance drake ran out to help him and was not wearing very much tanner and so so much so there the, the commentators actually had to be like there's quite a difference in tan shades there <laughs> and tony oh, shivani said it in like a very sad voice <laughs> like kind of like <laughs> reluctant it's reluctant that i must comment on this but so- something has gone wrong here oh, no. so i enjoyed that yeah. um my my moment is related to that which is that <laughs> when it was an elevation on dark when jd uh drake was wrestling on dark Taz said legitimately the funniest thing that I've ever heard said on that show, and I love him, so that's a hot, tall order. He said, J.D. Drake looks like the type of guy to come out of a butcher shop holding a side of ham on the one arm and a pig's head in the other arm. She's <laughs> <laughs> a classic kind of guy. And that's so accurate. It's, it's just like, wow, you yeah. summed him up in one memorable image. Like, well done. That's great. Uh, Taz is great. Yeah, Taz Taz is so good on commentary. I mean, very, very, very quotable. Uh, I'm looking. He's making me enjoy him just when he comes out with Team Taz like a thousand times more, just because his commentary is so great. Yeah. Uh, I think my my top moment of the week for little moments. uh, I think it was Frankie Kazarian who said it during his match before his match on uh, Dark when he was vamping, and he wanted to know. how deep do you think we'll claw? That was his. <laughs> that, was, that, was, oh my. That, that was his promo, and I thought that makes very little sense. Uh, but 
as we like to say, is evocative. It's so, very evocative. You know, it's you. you just get on a mic and things come out of your mouth and, you know. I've been experiencing you, it for about an hour yeah, now, so. Same I, here. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that that's enough for us. Uh, I've been Allie. I've been Ann. And I've been Leah. And this is Tunnel Talk. Our show is produced by Marjorie Voidovich, and our theme is by Chris Gorkin. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, and come back next week. <laughs> <laughs>